Hello everyone. Welcome to the Game Swirlers, the wine and book club of games. I'm Ethan. I'm Nathan. I'm Alex. Let's talk games. Welcome. Today we're going to talk about Popo and Yo, a game created in 2012, developed by Minority Games and also published by them as well. Yeah, the creative director and writer was Vander Caballero, uh, which in Spanish means what? <laughs> I think it means horse. Okay, so it could, it could very well be the stallion. Yeah, Vander the stallion. Vander the stallion, which is the Canadian stallion, not to be confused yeah. with the Italian stallion, uh, known as Sylvester Stallone. Ah, yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Papo Yo places you in the role of uh, Diego, who, along with the help of Dora and the decommissioned military robot TARS, uh, has to stop Greymon, Parasaval La Munda Digital, known as Chalk Zone. <laughs> no, that, uh, no? No, I don't think that's it. Uh, so, the game, <laughs> you play as Kiko, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he's a Brazilian boy. Um, and the game is set in uh, a favela. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the game starts you off in a closet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that very well could be in Brazil. Uh, but the main part of the story has you, Kiko, and the favelas um, in Brazil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really, like, whimsical. Like, you're doing magical things, like moving these shanties around and, like, building bridges and... Um, throwing fruit and, and frogs and stuff, and, and the whole time there's this monster. Like, um, I don't know if it's an antagonist necessarily, but, like, this monster gets upset sometimes, sometimes mm -hmm. it works with you, and you have to solve traditional, like, 3D platformer puzzles to, um, uh, well, I guess to get to a shaman, right? Yeah, at least that's what, uh, Alejandro... Alejandro. Alejandra. Alejandra. It's a, it's a girl. It is a girl, you're right. Uh, she's the one who keeps talking about the shaman. And she... Essentially, you you keep following her throughout the game. She's leading you somewhere. Um, and you, Kiko, is not really sure where she's taking you, but she, you follow her uh, consistently throughout the game. And this is all taking place inside his mind. It's not actually, you know, in Brazil. It's... Well, exactly. you, could, you could say the same thing about the Narnia kids or uh, the Bridge of Terabithia kids. Does it all take place in their mind, or it, is there a magical? Definitely, ah. It does present that question. Yeah. I just resumed it was in his subconscious, <coughs> and he was suppressing memory, so he just fell back into his mind. But I guess it does present it as he's going into a mystical world. That, that's an interesting uh, query, though, because I mean, the game deals with some really uh, harsh and hard topics. So that could very well be... Yeah. So, like, the answer. message of the game, like, I guess the theme, come to end, is, like, the monster's, like, your abusive dad. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it, it very clearly states... It, it doesn't state it, but it uses imagery, so what happens... There are some scenes where, especially at the end, it's very, very explicit, where you have the monster, and you're going up to this uh, mountain um, to see the shaman. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but... Um, the game cuts and it goes kind of like black and white and you see a man replaced um, by what used to be there, which was the monster. Mm -hmm. um, and there are scenes before that where there's this man randomly um, in these these slow-mo scenes uh, yeah. involving a car. And yeah, and like the second one, the shadow of him in the scene is the right. monster's <clears throat> silhouette. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. it is very explicit that this man is the monster, and the monster is the man. Which, if I can interject, mm-hmm. the usually when a game or a movie does this, I guess movies usually like blatantly spell out the symbolism. It's usually annoying to me, but like I, I feel like that wasn't the point of this game. wasn't like to conceal something so you could like dig out the symbols, right? <clears throat> It like at the end when the frogs just end up being beer bottles that you're throwing into the yeah. tube. You, yeah. You didn't enjoy that they just flat out just. Like put normally that, in front that of would you. have bothered me, right? Mm-hmm. But like I don't think the point was for you to dig out the meaning. Yeah. I think some of it was also sort of a shock type thing. Because it was getting, at some <laughs> points, I don't know if I want to say morbid, but. Uh, Especially at the end, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially when, you know, the monster uh, eats Alejandra. Yeah. Uh, at the end, oh, uh, that yeah. that seemed pretty um, intense. I don't know. That felt intense to me. Yeah, it, uh, I think it's meant to be very depressing. It's not supposed to be. Oh, we have to dig out the meaning well, behind that. Crack. I think it has to do with what you were saying. Like it goes with that. Um, whether or not all of this or some of this or none of this is real, <clears throat> uh, the theme deals with suppression of of these memories, and so. Um, like, the, the point wasn't for you to dig out, oh, the frogs were symbolizing alcohol. The point was for you to dig out that he was suppressing his memory right. by symbolizing alcohol with frogs. Mm-hmm. And the shaman mentions that at the end, correct? He says, so there are four statues when you finally get to the shaman, which is a, a flame. A flame. Um, and the shaman states something along the lines of, all you have are these memories, and there are four statues, and you can pull... A, uh, a bar and it'll rotate the statue and it'll present this small um, visual of of your experiences that um, you've had where the mon- it starts with the monster and then it, it slowly transitions to uh, the man in I guess the real world mm-hmm. if we can say that I suppose we can for now um, outside of his mind yeah, <laughs> if we can say that <laughs> um but yeah, so that the shaman is essentially saying all you have are these mm-hmm. experiences. We should also mention that the switches that he said are all represented as chalk drawings, and hence the chalk zone. Yeah, reference. <laughs> and um, all the switches and all the all the wires are connected through chalk. And even at the end, to work some of the switches and things, you have to connect the chalk, which Alejandro does for you. And that's what all the little objects you usually interact with are um, set apart from uh, various boxes and keys. Which are also chalk. The keys are also chalk? I thought they were at least. No, No, you're probably right. Yeah, they're white. The floating, anything that was white was like... Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know why. I thought they were separate things, but yeah, they're chalk. They're chalk. I guess it's not very. It's not made explicit that it's. I mean, it's imagined. Yeah. The whole point is that the the white symbolizes yeah. this imaginary mm-hmm. stuff. So this game is very much. So I, I mentioned this earlier, but this game is very much in the same lines as like a a children's fantasy oh, yeah. story. Yes. I mean, it, it has the same story okay. as Bridge Terabithia, Narnia, that kind and, of. And you feeling. say those? I'll do you one up. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. Woo! It was that. It was though. <laughs> right? And not even superficially because it was in Spanish, right? Yes. Like that is a superficial yeah. part. But this was South America, that's Spain. The point is like there's an abusive man, mm-hmm. the child escapes it along yep. with their sibling or another like mm-hmm. young person. Wow, it is really similar. 
it's like it's the same story right and so, even the design while not ovarian like in illusion they it was like really swirly white designs and everything so you replace that fairy that initially goes to i i don't recall the the girl's name in pan's labyrinth but ophelia ophelia yeah, yeah so you pre- replace the fairy for the the girl in uh in uh papawiyo maybe maybe and no so they, they aren't one-to-one right yeah but, like not. Or maybe the fawn, because oh, you're right. Like you're distrustful of her at times, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she takes she takes uh, stuff away from you sometimes. Yeah, and but then sometimes you. she's like good for you. Yeah, like, she helps you out, and like you can't really tell like what's her role in all of right. this. It's it's never really stated what's her role. And the same thing for the fawn in mm-hmm. um, Pan's Labyrinth. It's like like come to end. Like maybe he actually was good, but he was imaginary the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe or <laughs> or and not. Then, and then it does raise the question like. To what extent is this her coping with an extremely traumatic childhood and like, or like what extent of this is real because the the baby was better with the mandrake root and then the baby got iller with the, mm. without it and um, she really did escape from her locked room with the chalk, the chalk, mm-hmm. there was freaking chalk there was to chalk, draw yeah. doors to escape. Yep. Uh, it's it's really hard to say like. Um, and the ending of Pan's Labyrinth really seemed to convey that, wait a minute, is this an actual real world? And that's kind of how uh, Papa Yo felt as well. It's, well, the ending was was vague because um, you just go up to a door and it seems as though you you know it's like this is this is the world that you've created and that you're in. This is I don't know. This is this is a fantasy world that that Kiko is in. I was actually wondering what does the girl represent for him in the real world? Uh, is it mentioned? I know it shows a statue of. The girl and the man, mm-hmm. and the man doing something to her, but I yeah. wasn't clear on what that was. Oh. Who was she in? I thought that she might have been a sister. Is that correct? I was thinking that too, but you know, she acts sort of like she has a crush on him through the game. She is really flirty. Yeah, yeah. so she did. She did kiss him in a flirtatious manner at yeah. one point. He was like, "Yeah, and he, yeah." <laughs> he seemed quite put back. Yeah. When I was playing, I thought it was maybe his mom for a while. Okay. Oh, um, and because. You don't really see anything else about a woman, mm-hmm. and I mean, he's, he's got a mom. <laughs> um, but the uh, Vander the Stallion has said that <laughs> it is actually supposed to be um, like a first love sort of thing. Like, oh, okay. Like a like a childhood okay. crush, or or a really good like girl, friend that was a girl. Maybe not necessarily romantic because he's a kid, obviously, but. Like, something like that. We should probably first say that this story is very much... I don't know if... Uh, it's autobiographical. Is it, is it an autobiography? Yeah, so the, the story is very much um, the story of Vander the Stallion. Yeah. I mean, Kill Screen has articles about his, like... Um, like, interviews that he's had where he's mm-hmm. like, this was actually really... Um, kind of difficult, uh, but it unified the team because, like, whatever wasn't his experience, it, it was an easy decision. Like, if that wasn't how it was for him, then that's not what you include in the game. Hmm. If that's how it was for him, then you include it in the game. Hmm. But yes, it was definitely autobiographical. I'm curious as to whether or not he created this this fantasy world when he was younger, when he was that kind of kid, or if this kind of stemmed from some sort of representation of hmm. those younger those experiences when he was younger. But... I would imagine those were his thoughts as a kid. As a kid, yeah. those worlds? Yeah, like mm-hmm. he, you know, he blocked himself away and trapped yeah. himself in his mind, and that's what 
you know, came from it. Hmm. He saw his, you know, his dad as a monster and his little toy friend Lula yeah. as a hero to help him out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we've said this yet, but this game is very much about alcoholism and abusiveness, uh, especially from uh, the monster father figure. Now, I might be taking it a little too far, but you know at the end, after you've thrown the beers through the tube and they change into frogs mm-hmm. and you burn down the place, mm-hmm. and then you pick up like cardboard cutouts of Alejandra and yeah. you toss him in, to me, that kind of felt like the, the fa- it said that the father was might be sexually abusing the girl in a way because you're like tossing bodies at him and Mm. then he like eats them and tosses it away that's how he sort of interpreted it yeah i mean the game uh, he he is an abusive person uh the monster father so and maybe a murderer yeah maybe a murderer right right what he was in that flashback it shows him over a dead body right and he's holding his cigar yeah yeah In in the second flashback i believe yeah yeah, those were quite interesting. So the first one, you just run up to the car, correct? Or you run, run up in front, up, of, in front, of, it. In front of it, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the second one, you run up and then you find out that this man is outside of the car. And so, so, so these flashbacks have you, Kiko, you're playing as Kiko, but then there's also a Kiko in the car um, in both flashbacks. And so the second one, you know, Kiko's still in the car, and then the man's outside with another man. And is the other person on the on the floor dead? I believe so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't really fit in with the rest of the game. Yeah, like, I, I think I think it might have been just a way to say, you know, these are real experiences. Like, you know, this is a, also, you know, magical world and whatnot, and there are problems here that are in line with the real world, but maybe it's just more... It was a way for Vander... Caballero to, uh, I guess, hone in on saying, you know, they're kind of one-to-one in a way. And, you know, it could also be one of those memories that really stuck with him as a kid, and as an adult, he just remembers it so vividly. Mm. That moment, like he's in a car, driving down the road, and he ends up there. That could be one of those things where it's just like, oh, this memory means a lot to me, so it may seem out of place, but I'm going to put it in the game. And plus, it sort of adds to the fact that, oh, my dad's not really a good guy. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I guess you're right. Yeah, the, the, so the, like, the point is, the conclusion that I, I felt was, like, it's about growing up and moving on. And that, that's what the last chapter was called, growing up. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Was it just growing up? mm -hmm. Okay. So, like, part of, like, gaining an, like, a self-advocacy and independence and being able to say, like, this guy is not good, Mm -hmm. like, um, I I can't like he's he's bad for himself and for others. So like I've got to like leave him to his own vices. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean Pan's Labyrinth is about the same thing. Like they're both coming of age in like, but in a really dark way. Yeah. Like other coming of age movies and games are like like Boyhood or something. <laughs> like it's a lot more light. Yeah. Than this, but this is like coming of age despite having all these troubles. I'm realizing, like, what... And yeah, and even in Pat's Labyrinth, Ophelia, like, the whole point, like, her mom could telling her, like, um... Uh, someday you'll, real, you'll you'll get old enough and realize that the world isn't all fairy tales, that it's not like that. And and that's what Kiko had to do. He had to grow up and realize, like, I can't really just keep suppressing this. Like, I have to face how terrible a man he actually is. 
I will say that Boyhood does have some abusive. Uh, I, I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> Did, yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, then other coming of age movies that are <laughs> yeah, other more yeah. Usually those teen teen rom coms. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm I'm rebellious and I'm getting into this weird phase. I think Ooh. Kings of Summer was one that I watched. It was like that. It was great, but it was like there was really no <laughs> real. Yeah. At the end, when he's walking back into the closet, does he regain his clothes, or does he still have all the talk on him? Because I'm wondering if, you know, he, there, there was, at the beginning you start, you're in like a school uniform, yeah. and then over the course of the game, you slowly lose your clothes, and then you end up shirtless, with just shorts on, and you have chocolate over your body. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering at the end, did he... Like when you walk into it? Yeah, does yeah. he like regress back into, like he I... finally accepts, I'm no longer that, I don't know, wild child, I guess, and then becomes himself again. I know that when you walk into it and like the screen goes like all white that you are still shirtless with all the I thought it just faded to white mm. when you were with the uh yeah. I'm sure that paint has a certain name to it. I'm sure it has some sort of historical uh meaning cuz I thought it was some sort of war paint of some kind. I noticed that it was in the shape of a skeleton. Okay. And then all the art uh, all over the favela. The, the spray paint and the, the graffiti. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me of the art from, like, the Day, Day of the Dead, which is a Latin American holiday of some sort. Mm -hmm. And it's meant to celebrate, well, not really celebrate, but... Um, honor. Honor, like, the dead and, you know, comfort those who have lost. Mm. And I'm wondering if... I feel like that does show a lot in the game as well. Yeah. Like, you have... There is obviously loss. Hmm. That's interesting, because Alejandra always has that, right? The chalk? Uh-huh. She's had that the whole time, and this is like... Like, the whole, the whole thing's about, like, giving up these memories, like, seeing the past as it truly is. Like, maybe she's already dead. Mm -hmm. And, um... And the point when you get the chalk on you is when she says, We are one now, Kiko. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's your connection to her, is, like, your, your, your skeleton paint. If it is like a, De a Dia de los yes. Muertos sort of thing, that'd be really cool. Yes. Didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. yeah, the the graffiti though, I I I don't I didn't really see a lot of Dia de los Muertos. There was tons of colors, but it looks like um, birds. It's birds and sloths, right? I think I might have saw one with a skull, and now and then I yeah, attributed I mean... it all. But <laughs> yeah, I think there's uh, there are a couple. Maybe like one or two people, but they're vaguely. It was like people. a woman's face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they commissioned a uh, street artist. There were th three graffitiists, I think. Okay. Like that. It, it was it was <laughs> very nice. <laughs> yeah, I I would stop to look at them. In um uh, in the credits, they like credited specifically the graffiti to three people, and one of them only went by like. It said their name, then, like, some, I guess, a street name Street art name? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. I don't know. <coughs> so, I, I, I would presume they was commissioned mm -hmm. by true graffiti artists. Okay. Yeah, that's really nice. And to think that, that pro the street art probably has some sort of, you know, relevance to uh, Kiko and Vander's uh, childhood or whatnot has yeah. some importance. <clears throat> so, but what, like, what did they depict? Like, there were definitely tons of birds, like mm -hmm. hummingbirds and... Feathers and stuff. It's like uh, in Jane Eyre. So Jane Eyre usually uh, like another coming of age or build Bildungsroman, which is a, a way to a type of novel novel usually growing coming of age novels. Uh, and 
Jane always refers to birds, and you know, birds birds usually refer to or represent uh, freedom. You know, being able to get away. Like, and liberation was the name of the mm-hmm. fifth act of this. Comic. Okay. Yeah. You could only access the names of the acts through pausing, correct? They they come up through through some other. After you finish the game, it gives you um, checkpoint select. Okay. In the main menu. Okay. Or even before you finish the game, I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It's before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. There were also a lot. Um. The the objects that you pull out, like the the houses they and the wings. water tower, they yeah. had wings. Mm-hmm. They flew away and they connected together. So. And there was the centipede as well, so a lot of <laughs> animal uh, things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, were they sloths, the other paintings? The ones that weren't people and they weren't birds. So there was the one right right when you first meet uh, Popo, the monster. Right mm-hmm. when you first meet the monster. And um, you step out of the the tower and it's just like a small opening above the ground and there's like a sloth with a string coming out of his hand, and then there's a smaller one down there with a string coming out of his hand, okay. and another one with a string, and then the string turns into your string. Like, that was... I remember that. They looked like sloths, hmm. right? Yeah. Is that what they were? I... I don't recall this, honestly. He said you stopped and stared at yeah, them. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I remember it. <laughs> um, <coughs> it very well could have been. Then there was another sloth where the water tanks were... When you come back through, or the place that you go through twice, mm-hmm. right before the temple, the antechamber to the temple was like a sloth right there to the right when you come. Slothfulness is a vice. I'm pretty sure it's a sloth. <laughs> it is a vice. There's also one <laughs> with a crown. Oh, a sloth with a crown? No, no. It was a person with, um, like, uh, I mean, honestly, to me, it looked like a Native American sort of thing, but... You know, I'm a white dude who's ignorant, but... (laughs) Like, a person who had a crown of feathers, like, holding out another crown, a smaller one with feathers. Um, I I could show that to you. Yeah, you did. Hmm. I don't know. Is there there someone in the the picture there under the crown? No, no, it's just there's no one there. So So it allows... The game allows you to put yourself in the picture? That's what I did, yeah. I I just lined it up with myself and took a screenshot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Found it on Bonup Steam (laughs) community (laughs) submissions. Yeah, um, which, uh, I don't know. There are hats in the game which we can talk about, but one of the hats was a crown, which is what I wore the entire game. (laughs) Oh, you you can wear wear the crowns! Or the, the hats. So after you beat the game and you collect the hats on the little guys? Yeah, so like it totally oh, ruins okay. some of the cutscenes because Alejandro's <laughs> getting like eaten and you've got like a big old fish coming out of your head. <laughs> but anyway, so like I that had it. fun. It's like King's Crowd. It made me feel like I was playing Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, yeah. And um, In- uh, inspiration with that game as well? Or the story? Yeah, I mean, big Maybe. monsters. Yeah. Actually, kind of, because he's responsible for them. He's. I don't know. Anyway, um... What were those dolls tied to the no, stakes? I was talking, though. I was talking. <laughs> no, so, what were... In Pan's Labyrinth, like, the, the, the girl's, like, royalty, like, in the fantasy, she's a, she's mm-hmm. a queen. Or yeah, princess. the princess, yeah. And in this, maybe, in some sense, he's, like, he's ruler of mm-hmm. his little... Kingdom. His, domain. Yeah. Now you can go. <laughs> hey, what do you mean? Who's the ruler of his domain? Kiko. Kiko. Just like Ophelia in her own fantasy. Now, about the I guess dolls. he reached ruler status by the end, but I wouldn't say he was a ruler throughout. I mean, he, he can he, he gets to create the world as he pleases to, to an extent. 
I would say that, like, Aleandra laid the tools in front of him, and then he, he just, I mean... No, I he's totally king, are you kidding? But then she died, so he took over, maybe? Like, even even Lula is like Lula isn't like Lula's, the superhero to save the day. Lula is this thing that hangs he's a helper. back. He's yeah. a helper. Although at the end, you have to res you revive Lula, and Lula has they they talk about how Lula has such a big important impact for Kiko and the fantasy world. Yeah, it's the only way to defeat yeah monster or to to help monster. Is it to help to save monster to save monster, which is. To end monster, that's the only way to save him. Yeah, as we find out. Yeah, you didn't know that. You didn't yeah. know that point. I thought that was a really beautiful moment, but seemed kind of soon where you know he flies over to connect the string. Yeah, and uh, then the he pulley. flies. Yeah, the pulley, and he flies back. Is like, oh, I, I have I, to hold yeah. this, mm-hmm. and then you slowly move away, and then he's gone. He's doing his job again. Yeah, and I didn't even attribute that. Like that's. He's letting go of his childhood, like, of, yeah. of these these things that help him cope. He's like, no, I have to face what it actually is and give it up. That's yeah. That's um, really sad now. Like, yeah. it, it was sad already, and now it's even more sad. <laughs> and they transitioned it pretty pretty beautifully as well as, you know, you're looking back, saying, mm-hmm. is, is Lula ever going to come back? And then it goes black and white, and it's like, oh, I guess something happened. You turn around, and then boom, now it's your father sitting there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's they did that really well. They did. But yeah, as I asked before what are those dolls tied to the, <laughs> the stakes what or planks yeah what yeah. what are they uh, oh, I, I was trying i was really trying to think of some some reasons I'm for sure that. there's a cultural thing so right? it could but be cultural it could be just personal my first playthrough was like 2012 so i don't exactly remember but like I, I remember seeing them along with flower pots that were broken, along with boxes. I just assumed that, and soccer balls. I, I was like, oh, that's just another texture they keep recycling. <laughs> and then I didn't, I didn't really go around to collect hats until this most recent playthrough. And then I was like, I don't know. They, they seemed sort of dumb at that point. Like, hmm. place I'm, they weren't. I, I'm sure that they weren't. It just seemed divisive at that point. Like, hmm. a thing to throw in for achievements. Yeah. But uh, replayability what, thing. What could it mean though? Like a doll tied to a post. Restriction. As opposed to birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being tied down. Yeah. Witches burned. Witches are burned at stakes. This ball. This doll is tied to a stake. This doll is a witch. Uh huh. And it's. It sort of has a dark. voodoo look to it. It does have a voodoo look to yeah, it. It's. Was it looks like a voodoo doll? Like a bean or like a beanie? I don't know. A genie? A beanie. What it's like it? filled with... Like a hacky sack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like that. It has that weave has It that does weave look, look like a bean. I know you're talking about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it has a weaving look. Yeah, like a Rasta hat. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Were you sad you couldn't kick around those soccer balls? You yes, could you kick can. them away. You could hey, kick them away. Are you kidding? No, 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 no. You're joking with me. You're joking. Dude, yeah, no, you, that you was click, a huge part. You click, you click the right, uh, the right, uh, mouse every, every button. Every single soccer either one, ball? You can, yeah. Okay, no, no. You can go up, you press the interact button, either E or click, and that's click. how you pick it up. Yep. And then you can either press click or E instead of down, or press right click and kick it. You don't even have to interact, you can just kick it. Oh, yeah, running into true. it? No, no, no. no. You right click, click the right click. You right click it. 
And the coolest part... I don't know how I wouldn't have tried that. You get to play soccer with the monster. Yeah, you play ball with your dad. Yeah. Although he usually throws it over you. No, no, he does, but if you, like, you can catch it by clicking right with Interacting. Yeah, when it comes at you. Cool. Well, I missed that whole part. Yeah, you did miss out, man. Yeah, so, like, when you go to the soccer field, like, you can pull him out and just, like, play soccer with him. Yeah. There's no nets, though. Yeah. Dude, there's, there's bins, there's barrels. Yeah. Soccer, that's how they play soccer. And there's those munching uh, tubes that mm-hmm. eat frogs. And you can <laughs> throw it at that. It doesn't eat it, but you can still throw it at it. I assume that's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> how many frogs did you throw in that thing before you realized, oh, I don't need to throw multiple frogs? Three. Three as well. Okay. <laughs> it, it sucked because, you know... You had to really hurry, because then your that, flaming that dad... That was annoying, yeah. Flaming, angry dad kept... <laughs> I remember my first playthrough, that that was the second most frustrating part, was the soccer mm-hmm. puzzle. You can do it without even him getting angry. Really? Oh. You just hide him in the thing. You just right? do it first. You just do him first, like move him from one to the other first. Ah. It, it was... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so dumb the second playthrough. Was like, <laughs> man, this is... So, uh, did you guys, were you guys jumping to avoid, uh, the monster? What do you mean? So, you know, he's pretty fast, right? So if you just and then run... as you get, as he gets close, he slows down, mm-hmm. right? Oh, okay, I thought I had to jump to slow him down. No, no, oh, he, he okay. just, like, just slows down perfectly. Like, oh, I got this, I got this, I'm just jumping the whole time, he can't get me, he's slowing down there, here. There's even, even an achievement to run away from him for 20 seconds. No, no that's Lula. from Lula. That's... Yeah. yeah, but no, oh. but you're right. You can just oh, keep yeah. running as long as you keep running and yeah. like don't okay. take too I, sharp I, of an angle. Okay, I, I was jumping, th- thinking that I, I broke the game. Like, oh man, this is so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible design. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even test it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, so what? This might be. Uh, you know, oh, yes. Just a little. Just so there was one more animal in the graffiti, and that was a lion. Right at the end, in the in the um, Euclid was wrong puzzle, mm-hmm. there's a line. So besides the slods and the birds, there's a line one time which just supports the whole king thing. Like he's a royal, and it's at the end. He's royalty. So he's royalty by the end. Wow. There you go. Okay. All right, that was you you're gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the pictures do relate to what's happening in the in the game. No, it feels there's, like it. There's people, there's slobs, birds. birds when there are bird buildings and objects. And, then there's and representing the need to take flight. Yeah, and the, he's always sleeping, like the monster sleeps. Yeah, that's right. He's the sloth. He's the sloth. Hmm. And a drunkard. B- yeah, b- yeah. The monster's not a drunkard. Did the, did the, the fruit end up representing anything? Or was it just Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. So, why for why do these things represent what they do? It's coconuts, actually. It's, it was coconut. I thought they were lemons. They were coconuts. <laughs> I just refer to them as fruit. <laughs> they the, were fruit. So the blue one was called the bad fruit. But, but it made him good. They were all lemons. Well, it was like spoiled or whatever. Mm. But he preferred it over... Over anything else. Yeah, he did. Which is crazy. But, uh, anyway... What you were saying, I, that was irrelevant for me, me to even correct you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, why did those things represent what they do? And I guess, what do they correlate with? I guess, so we can just get this uh, on the table. So the coconut, as we as as you corrected me. Yes. Okay, what, no. co- what do... <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> it's, so it's not irrelevant that they're coconuts. Oh, it's not? Okay, Because... Go. 
I would agree, because you go up in a palm tree and you... Well... <laughs> down, right? Also, but like, we didn't recognize them as coconuts. Why? Because they didn't look like coconuts? Because they were... Fruit. Lemons. <laughs> they look like mangoes. They look like, like lemons. lemons. They look because... like mangoes. They were yellow! Because they were freaking yellow, right? Uh, or how are they coconuts they when they're yellow? So like... So they, you can track socioeconomic status of of countries by the color they think fruit are, because of um, at what point they eat it. So like oh, for freshness. Yeah. So we think bananas are yellow in America because like we're well off and we get bananas when they're yellow. But that's usually when they're about ready to spoil, correct? Or closer to spoiling than green bananas. When they're most yeah, fresh. so maybe other countries have green, but other countries will say brown or like, oh, um, okay. like I guess Is black blue if, and if it's really bad or red because there are red bananas. Um, if they're if they're like like young bananas, I guess I don't know. <laughs> mm. And I I would assume <laughs> coconut like other fruit works the same way. Like depending on what point of ripeness you get it, it'll be a different color. Hmm. So maybe um, that just ha- talks about the location and yeah. the economic status that these coconuts were yellow. Socioeconomic status conveyed by the use of a coconut. What does a coconut look like to you? Like wh- it's what do you a think brown of? fuzzy thing. No, no, no. That's not what coconuts are. What is that? Are, don't they have like some soft shell? It's when a they green actually... shell on the outside, and wow. you peel it away, and that's why it's fuzzy because those are like, um, like, everything we've been taught is wrong. Why has society been ingraining my mind with fuzzy brown looking things that are coconuts? Dude, have you ever played coconuts. Super Mario Sunshine? They're green in that too. I don't want to clean goop off the floor. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a janitor playing janitor. I video love game. that game. I love sunshine. Freaking Mario Galaxy no. is better than sunshine. No. You're in space. Galaxy was just a port. No. I love space, but sunshine was really good. I disagree. I got bored with it. We can. And the, it looked so pretty too, compared to other Mario's. It looks so. Space. No, 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 no. No other Mario has the same like aesthetic as uh, Sunshine does. You're just on an island. You don't even like beaches. I don't. But, <laughs> but no, you know how like No Man's Sky, like it looks different, like yeah. from other space things, right? Because like the colorization and everything, like mm-hmm. the same thing with Super Mario Sunshine. It's just colored differently. I I don't know what it is because I'm not a designer, like, but it looks different and mm-hmm. it's pretty. Pleasant to look at. <laughs> Galaxy is pretty amusing to look at. Wow, blackness. Anyway, coconuts are green. So <laughs> okay, all right. You're talking about the fruit. What? Why? Why? This yeah, yeah. Why, why do they? And what? What do they represent? First, we have to uh, assume. Does everything have to mean something? You're right. It doesn't. Uh, I, I'm just curious though. Why? Why did Vander Caballero use these things? Uh, in this in this world, to so the the coconut represents um, something that the monster enjoys. The frog makes him angry, and it also hurt. Well, he's on fire. He, he, he makes him on fire. So as we were talking about earlier, how um, I think it's Super Smash Brothers when he said that. I did. Fox <laughs> fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how we were saying that you know he's. The father's abusive, but he do- he's also abusive to himself, right? He hears yeah. others and himself. And the monster catches on fire when he eats yeah. the, the harmful things yeah. that makes him abusive, and it also hurts him. Uh, so yeah, why, why frogs? Um, and then the last thing that there is is the uh, the blue fruit. Yeah, the bad fruit. The bad fruit. 
coconut that's gone bad. Perhaps. Why is it blue? Yeah, why is it blue? <laughs> I guess blue to it, cool them off. Yeah. <laughs> but... I think the color just sort of makes sense yeah. for the opposite of fire. Yeah, why And he like... sort of passes out and sleeps for a second after as well, so... The bad fruit? Uh-huh. Yeah, the blue stuff. Is it maybe... I don't know, like... A pill or something you eat after. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Like Viagra or something. (laughs) The blue pill. The blue pill. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, it's some sort of... Medication or something. But there's no med to to detox from... I guess. I don't know, yeah. (laughs) It's bread. (laughs) Yeah. Carbs. Uh, Yeah, and and why why coconut? (laughs) Why yellow coconut? And what, what it's is a very tropical fruit. Because he likes pina coladas. <laughs> getting caught. And... <laughs> no, it fits. Yeah, coconut goes well with alcoholic drinks, I guess. Yes? No? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that idea. I know. I did. I did wonder though. <laughs> I didn't. I did wonder the same thing. Like, is it just in the game as like? Um, for device, or is it supposed to represent something? Because if it's in in the world, in the in the world that um, that Kiko's in, yeah, this fantasy world, I think it's more along the lines of device. Because yeah. even the chalk, what does the chalk represent? It's just it's just a eh, it's it's a way to you know, it, it's a device that'll, so that that allows device. you to be imaginative. So yeah, not like in real life though. Like kids can use that. It's a common. Thing. Can you use fruit in real life? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> Why the frogs, though? That's the question. Yeah, the frogs, frogs. seem more, more intentional, right? Actually, that's the thing that makes the most sense to me for some reason. Because they're psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, like you lick uh-huh. them and then... Uh, <laughs> uh. I don't know, toads? I don't know, swampy, alcoholic stuff? I don't know, it seems to fit in my mind. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. Can't say. Can't say. <laughs> so you want to talk about the ending? We have. Well, not not really. We haven't <laughs> said exactly what happens yeah, with, with the monster. So we were talking about how uh, the frogs turn into bottles of alcohol and looks like something like Jack Daniels. And then you put it in, shoot, goes down, the monster and takes it. And turns him into a monster. His anger mode. His anger mode, yeah. Hulk. <laughs> a Hulk mode. An abusive Hulk mode. <laughs> um, and then and then you also feed him uh, little Alejandras. Yeah, cardboard cutouts of Alejandra. Yeah. And which what he is, tosses away. Uh, which he tosses away. And the sort of puzzle part of that is that you have to maneuver the pipe over. Right, yeah. And drop her on top of a... Sort of a pier thing, yeah, a little or a walkway. Dr- a, br- a walkway, but in the end, he ends up getting her, and they both fall mm-hmm. off. So, yeah. again, I guess that's attributed to you couldn't save this person, mm-hmm. even though you tried. Yeah. Uh, so once he falls off, mm-hmm. uh, he falls asleep again, <laughs> um, and you go down there, and he's on the the caterpillar. Um, centipede centipede yes thank you uh board and then you push him off push him off and he dies most likely he falls into a little yeah. uh, toilet hole. Yeah. 
Well, actually, you don't fully push them off, do you? Because the centipedes yeah, take the, centip- the rest yeah. of the way, and then they start to mm-hmm. ease him off. Yeah, I was actually sad that I was going to push off the centipede as well. Like, <laughs> but the centipede didn't fall off, did it? No, it did not. It did not. I thought it was going to. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you essentially essentially kill or get rid of the monster or the father. Are you getting rid of the father, or are you getting rid of the way you see your father as the mm, monster? That, 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 that I there's the rub. That's uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Because before that, or a little bit before that, you squeeze out his anger. You're like going through these steps to get rid of certain aspects of him. And you know, which was a cool little puzzle. I, I like. I enjoyed that. What the squeezing out of his anger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, having to maneuver the little uh, obstacles. And then squeezing out his anger. Mm. Uh, but yeah, continue. That seems to make more sense. Because did, did the stallion kill his father in real life? Or, I don't know, <laughs> injure him in a way? So when I when I played this, okay, even, was it 2015? So three years, at least three years, mm-hmm. after having first played it. And the, like this being my third playthrough mm-hmm. of it, I still like... Get, got chills playing the the very end chapter from yeah. from uh, Euclid's wrong to the end and um, like when I'm giving him Jack Daniels well it, actually it's not <laughs> Jack Daniels because it, it did you look at the label uh uh-uh. it says generic daddy's drink really oh. <laughs> so like even wow huh and, and, and I guess this is sort of another point like so he's he is revealed to be what he is right and things are revealed to be what they are. But it's still captured in perspective because when you see your dad, like you're super tiny and he's mm-hmm. huge, and I think that's still like a portrayal of your perspective is like, my God, this guy is huge. He, like this guy is a monster, and I'm just a little kid. Mm-hmm. And like, th- this isn't Jack Daniels. You don't really see it for what it is. You see it as, oh, this is Daddy's special drink. Daddy's mm. yeah. Um, and so like uh. with that, I'm playing the scene and I'm imagining like, um, what did the stallion do? Like when he was a kid, did he? I shouldn't have said the joke. What did Vander do? Like, <laughs> was he, was this an actual moment in his life? Did he say, like, his dad was like, Vander, bring me some alcohol. And he gives him a drink and he brings him more. And he's like, here, dad, have some more. Cause like, he's playing, like, this is what he's been fighting for. Like his own freedom. And in this moment, he's like, I, I, he's decided to let his father fall, fall to his vices. So he's just going to offer him more and more. And then, um, while his dad is succumbed to, Whatever his drunken, either either he fell asleep or whatever. Did did he actually, I don't know, do something to his dad, or did he just run away from home, or like what happened? Was this an actual moment in mm-hmm. his life? Mm-hmm. And like while playing this, like I'm I'm making this decision, like I'm doing this to my own dad, like yeah, him this alcohol. Hmm. Yeah, you, I didn't even think about that. You're sort of enabling him. Yeah, you're the one that's giving it to it, giving it to him this time. Usually he's. Taking the frogs from you if you're holding them, but mm-hmm. huh. paradoxically, it was a really sobering moment in, in in that time. It was just like, wow, this is. Is that a, is that a pun? Yeah, it was a pun. Yeah, how appropriate. <laughs> but especially when it was explicitly it was explicitly turned into alcohol, at least how we perceive alcohol, even though we, on it, it said you know, mm-hmm. daddy's drink, but. <clears throat> yeah. Um, when I played the that the first time that scene, 
I, I guess I ran into a glitch, and this game doesn't have a lot of, like, blatant glitches. Um, nothing game-ruining, but this was, like, the only game-ruining one that I had run into. At the very end, in this emotional scene, it, um, you know you pull the, the lever and it pushes him off once you've given him uh, three Jack Daniels? Yeah. <laughs> and he falls onto the next tier where you drop all, a bunch of Alejandras. Well, he fell between the cracks and, like, just fell off of the world. So then I went to the next one. I was just dropping Alejandras. And they just kept running around for a while. Did they stack? No, no. I would put a new one in, and then I knew, like, the old one would disappear. So you just oh. run the same circuit over and over Oh, and wow. I was moving the, the pipe over, like, where am I supposed to put her? I can't find it. So did you think that it, the monster was supposed to fall off? Or? Yeah, I was like, well, I, All right, well, I dealt with him. Now let's, now let's help Alejandra. <laughs> I can imagine you just take, just, oh, this is how it's meant to be done. I'm going to spend the next 30 minutes trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's so miserable, dude. I started just jumping to other platforms and, like, even without Lula, like, you can get to a couple platforms. But then if you fall off of one of those platforms, it puts you back on that platform and you can't get back. So I just had to quit the game because I was stuck on a platform. Wow. <laughs> it's a good game, though. It's no glitches like that. Not usually. I guess if we're on the topic of glitches, I did run into one. Uh, around the first time you have to maneuver Papo with the fruit. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to bring it around to all those big buttons. Yep. One to one to one, uh, yeah, using okay. the frogs as well. And he got stuck on one of them and he just wouldn't move. So On the fruit or on a button? He got he got stuck on the button and was just sitting there in his anger mode. Just, <laughs> just chilling. And I'd just walk up to him and he wouldn't do anything. So... I had to, I don't know, fidget around and, and get you still off. beat the game in 2.2 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was 2.9. Oh, 2.9? Yeah. Which is was still... It? I don't know. I was surprised. I called you this morning, like, did, did you beat the game? Like, I didn't beat the game. I'm like... <sighs> <laughs> you jealous? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what was interesting? Even though... So I was scared whenever angry, abusive monster... Uh, became <clears throat> abusive and angry and fiery. It was kind of scary, you know, even though there wasn't really any <clears throat> real consequences to it, if you know what I mean. He'll just flip you up yeah. and throw you, and that was it. Do you think it would have been better if there was actual consequences with him catching you, or...? I feel like, in terms of game design, there, you know, there's probably a lot of builds and in instances, and in I wouldn't be surprised if there were certain builds where he did kill yeah. you or something and then playtesters are like oh this is just i can't yeah. do this This is really frustrating to start over back at a checkpoint can you fix this up in a way and they didn't want the game to run that way they wanted a certain pacing so they made it so he, you just get annoyed a little bit it definitely made you focus on the point like the point wasn't this ridiculous challenge to run away from the monster but it made it it, it was still a threat like it was still like it was scary yeah. i was getting antsy when you yeah. got close to me like oh man <laughs> on top of that as well when he gets near you he slows down at some point, I would imagine he just caught up to you no matter what. Mm -hmm. And that probably frustrated people. Right. So that's something they yeah, put probably in right. the game. It, now, I mean, it probably wasn't much of an issue for you, but Ethan, the, the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, because I had a hard time with this. The Before the temple, where you had to have the boing, 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 boing. All the awnings from the um, houses. Where the water tanks are but before like the first time through yeah you know the awnings move about? over and the frogs pop out and you have to slap the frog uh-huh yeah. yeah was that hard for you no the first time i played that that was so frustrating i don't know if it was because of my chuggy laptop uh. or 
what, but <laughs> that that made the feral monster the perfect punishment, like too much of a punishment because <laughs> it, it was impossible. Like it took me an hour and a half just. To oh, really? it was wow. so long. Yeah. I, uh, the puzzles weren't too difficult at all. There were there were a couple where I tried, you know, I, may, I might have have had a couple tries at it, but you know, they were pretty intuitive. Um, correct. I mean, that, that's oh, yeah, how I, would, I perceived I would say it, yes. Yeah. The, the level design was really nice. Usually, you could tell immediately after doing something. Oh, this is where I'm meant to go. Mm -hmm. Usually, by like some plank leaning off the edge, like oh, I'm supposed to jump over. Yeah, there. yeah. Or like a shanty I, yeah. roof that's a different texture than the other. It's like oh, go this way. Uh, and you saw that a lot for the puzzle where you have to stack up all those flying houses with the keys in yeah. them. You have to jump everywhere. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. And they, were, the they were all the same color house as well. They were. Like it was all the same mm -hmm. house, which yeah. made it easier to, mm -hmm. to see what it was. Those are some of my favorite moments. Or that was one of my favorite moments. When you're creating your world like that? Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. The, the game is so, is so good at making this childlike, imaginative world... Where you're just this awesome child who's like, wow, this this world is my own and I can create it to to how, how I need it to be. Let the wild rumpus start. <laughs> is that how what? it goes? I don't know. What is that in reference to? Where the wild to? things oh, okay. are, <laughs> but I don't know if that's how it goes. Okay. It's all about a wild rumpus. <laughs> um, but speaking more on the puzzles, you're right, they weren't... I wouldn't even go as far as calling them puzzles because they none of them really revolved around sequencing. Like you never had to. Oh, I did this in the wrong order. I have to go back and redo it. Usually, yeah. you just did it and it ended up working out almost every time. I don't remember one where you had to do it in a specific order. Mm. No. What do you mean? It wasn't a puzzle then. Like what would you call them? I don't know. I, I guess it, it is de 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 determined by what you think is a puzzle. Mm. Like, I think usually there's a certain sequence to it and there's a neat little aspect behind it. But there's no sequence. You're just doing you're just doing steps. I think a puzzle oh. is exactly what this is. And see, I was thinking of a literal puzzle, right? Yes, so the, yeah. Oh, you're piecing, like the, you're piecing it together. Okay. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking like block pushers where you have to, you know, do it in a certain order. But that makes sense where you're... There's no specific order you have to put the puzzle together. You just place them. Yeah. Okay, that... No, that that does make sense. Yeah, you're right though that, like, whatever semantic you want to apply to this, the all the pieces were there, and it was like, it was logical, and it wasn't made for you to mess up. It was made for you to experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, it was really beautifully made in that way. The pacing was really really well done. Yeah. And the puzzles felt different. It like, did. Yeah. It was it was the same mechanic really. Like I'm just platforming, which I've done so many times before, but like each one felt really. I mean, there were there were two that didn't feel that novel. The one where you first build the houses, the bridge of houses. I enjoyed that. Though. No, no, that... no, no, no. That was good. And then you do it again later with one house. Like, do you do right. it? Yeah, you do. Oh, oh, that's right. Where you're just on top of that one building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so that that other one, I was like, well, this is. I just did this. Yeah, and it was so close together as well. But besides that, they were all really unique, and they they felt. Cool, like you were building something huge. I want to go back to that because with the the house bridge, um, 
it was awesome. It's just like, okay, no, I don't want to just build the bridge and go across. I was building it to random, to, you know, different angles, <laughs> just trying to like, oh man, where can I go? You can even get though, a hat that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can yeah. get a hat that way. Uh, but I wasn't even going that direction. I would go off here in different ways. I'm like, man, this is so cool. I would just, uh, I was exploring the game, even though, you know, it's, I feel as though the game is meant to be explored in a way, even though it doesn't lead you anywhere. You can just mm -hmm. kind of explore as, as you will. Um, and there are a lot of, you know, crevices that you can go into, so I'm sure you spent some time yeah, just going into those, looking through. <laughs> the one with the, where you stack up all the um, houses and, like, you, you steer the whole yeah. Like, yeah. snake of <laughs> That was around. cool. That was so cool. <laughs> There's so many directions you yeah. can go everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and, and because it makes the S shape, you're like, oh, can I go vertical? Yeah. Like, can I, like, <laughs> climb it, like, scale these houses? It was it's it is really cool. Mm -hmm. When I first played that uh, one where you drop the ho the giant houses, I originally thought like, oh, this is what the whole game's gonna be. This whole perspective dropping house. Oh, thing. really? Yeah, but then it ended up being as you mentioned. No, each puzzle just yeah. ended up being somewhat unique from each other. Mm -hmm. It was nice. They could have recycled that. Yeah, and like, like the, the typical puzzle game where yeah. oh, you start out like you do this one thing, but then you, you know, and it's the same thing but harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they, <laughs> I feel like they didn't really do that here. It's just. Basic mechanics, but a different series of events. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they gave a tutorial for each one, but they, they just sort of said what it was mm -hmm. real quick. I guess Alejandro usually said it, or, or the hint boxes usually said it, and then you could just move on with your life. I, I... Where you disguise yourself as Snake. Yes, you, yeah, you are a Snake, you put a box on. Uh... Yeah, you said you really enjoyed those, correct? The little yeah, that, I thought I don't know when I first put her on. I'm like, oh, this is so cute. I don't know. Well, I think mainly because when I was a kid, I used to play in cardboard boxes. Yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> make a spaceship. Uh, like, exactly. Out yeah. Of it. So and then it's like you turn it around, and there's another one. I'm like, oh, that's so cute and really innovative in the way they I don't know portrayed the hints. And then you, when when you're done with it, you you don't have to take it off. You can run around with yeah. it on. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks so stupid. You can run around like this. Didn't you want the TV, though, that was in the box? Huh? Didn't I what? Yeah, dude, it came with the... There was a giant TV in the box. Didn't you want to use that? What? Can I have it? What are you <laughs> talking about? Just cut it out. I was making reference to SpongeBob. I thought you were, but it was like it was too vague that I was like, <laughs> I don't know where you're talking about. I tried, because you said that... What are you talking about? <laughs> SpongeBob. Oh, no, 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 no! <laughs> Bring it I get it. No, I get <laughs> okay, what you're talking cool. about. But it was, it was, because uh, you said that SpongeBob is relevant it for is, any it occasion, is, and it was. I want to apply that theory. And you, you did a good job. We dropped it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't confident in my, um, in my analysis of your reference. Okay, I, that's alright. I, I had, I thought that that's what it was. Okay, but I, cool. I didn't run with it. I'm sorry. I'll forgive you. Should we talk about Lula more? We haven't really talked about Lula. We talked about her being important. I want to talk about Lula. Yeah. Her? He? It. it? Lula. Lula is Lula. female. Right? Mm. right? Okay. Maybe. A? Yes. It's a thing. Or it could be neutral. It could be very neutral. I mean, it is just a toy. Toy. Well, we were talking it? about, like, the language. Yeah. Like, Lula as opposed to Lulo. So Lulo. Hmm. Anyway. But yeah, so you resurrect... Lula. Mm -hmm. By feeding him the anger of your dad. Yeah. I thought that was odd. And then a, 
uh, sandstorm happens. That was that, that was a lot of a, really interesting events <laughs> taking place around a Bastion figure. Yeah, but Bastion. why were you feeding him the anger of the father, the fire? What Did that... is is that where uh, Alejandro Alejandra uh, states that we're one? Yes. Okay. Right after. Right afterwards. Yeah. So you place your hands, and then he goes up, and there's like a tube. Hmm. Okay, so Lula's a toy that gave you comfort, and Lula literally, you know, was on your back, and it mm-hmm. was it was a means for comfort almost, oh. and it provided you with support, uh, double jumping, and that was great. It was perfect. I just realized something. It that that goes perfectly with what I just said is that Lula is taking on the anger of your dad for you. Is that sort of what's happening there? Is that it? it, it he, you're t- he's taking on the burden here, and then you you know leave him. Oh, at the end, yeah. Say that okay. That's that's. I don't need you yeah. anymore. I can take on the burden myself. Yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah. It's um, the scapegoat. Scapegoat. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So my father is in no way abusive. Really good father. That's good. Um, but when I was a kid, I had this toy action figure. Um, I don't even know what it was from. I think it was a super villain from something, and it looked like a mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it had all this wrapping, whatever. And <laughs> it's, uh, it was just an action figure. And um, I upset my dad a lot one day. And I don't even... I think it was over some stupid... Like Pokemon or something stupid, like arguing <laughs> with my brother, and he he took my action figure and like threw it against the wall, mm-hmm. and it it shattered into two pieces. Um, and I, I never let him live it down, but he like, make a game the next the next <laughs> like a couple days later, <laughs> he uh, taped it back up like um, like a forgiveness sort of thing. Um, so I know in no way does my experience even come close to right. Vander's. But in a small way, I was like, yeah. I know this. Like, my dad, he like he got angry, and like he breaks that, his toy. This and that toy, toy is, is taking the it anger. It received the anger yeah. that he wanted to put out on me. Right. And we fixed it in the end. We we reconciled this this anger. And, um, yeah, I, that was a cool moment for me. So uh, the, the relationship between you and Monster is really funny because... It's not funny. It's, it's really sad because... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he's your dad, right? And he's, like, this big, strong monster, but he totally relies on you to get anywhere. Yeah. And to do anything. Like, he, he sleeps all the time. You have to feed him. Yeah. You have to, you have to make him go places. Yep. And uh, you have to calm him, like, get him out of his fury whenever he's angry. Mm-hmm. So, like, the friendship chapter is when you... Or the act three was friendship, and that's when you... Or was Act 2 friendship? One of them was protection, one was friendship. I think Act 3 was friendship. And that's when you're with Monster, like, solving puzzles using the mechanic that Monster gets angry and he falls after, follows after fruit and other things. Um, but then you you also rely on him. But, jumping. But not by his stomach. choice. But not by his choice, right? Mm-hmm. By jumping on his back. That's belly. right, not by his choice. Like, you're just sort of there. And then there's one... The only one that I can think of moment where... Um, he shows like true fatherhood is um, in the ball and cup game one where you're shown three keys and then they go like this Mm -hmm. if you mess up he saves you 
I don't know if either of you messed up. Didn't mess up, so what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Did you mess up? I'm trying to even think... Uh, so it's it's where the ground is like peeled up a little bit in like two places, and the third one's not peeled up enough for you to go into. Oh yeah, that's right. Where you fall down, mm-hmm. and yeah. it goes three walls and three keys. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever lose that? No. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I fell in. And I was looking around at my surroundings, and then I turned around, and the walls like, moving, <laughs> like what? I, what do I do? <laughs> so, if you were to mess up, um, like the the threat is that the wall is going to crush you, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, be- right before that happens, it does like a cutscene where it jumps out and the monster like reaches in and like goes over oh, and cool. picks you up oh. and sets you outside. This so like he's like being a protective father huh. in that moment. Is but, it, yeah, that is, and the it only time it builds he interacts with you, right? Yeah, huh? That's cool. That's like that. That scene is like Papa and you. Like that is Daddy and me. And which is sad because that's one. In how many uh, other uh, interactions with with the monster and you? But but the, like that is the relationship here. Like he, it's his dad. Like how is he gonna give up on his dad? Like he he sucks. Like he's a terrible dad. But it's his dad. So like mm-hmm. he, he's responsible for his dad. Like there's that connection for him. Before the monster got angry, I thought he was uh, incredibly adorable and whatnot. <laughs> even th- even though so when you're when you're in that tunnel and you first. Uh, hear about the monster the monsters on top of the the, the tunnel sewer thing uh and you know it's like oh very ominous and then you can jump on his belly and whatnot <laughs> it was like a, a scene from like oh man i don't know cartoons do this a lot where like it'll build up there's one cartoon in particular that i cannot think of but like there's this big threat or maybe like a shadow of something really scary and it turns out to be like a little cute oh uh, yeah, yeah or maybe, did my neighbor totoro uh do something like that I Maybe not. Dad would watch that. Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. But that's what it was like. Okay. No, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. You said it was like threatening or whatever, but it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Except, but then once he got angry, I'm like, wow, I'm mess- I'm dealing with uh, something. Uh, Playing with fire. Play- I <laughs> am, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and why is the shaman uh, a fire? And does the shaman even exist because... Was it the shaman who said, I don't exist, or was it... There is no shaman, only you, Kiko. That's what the the fire said? That's what the fire okay. said. Okay. The music, I, I always harp on music. I think every single uh, game we've played for this, uh, for I, that we've swirled, I've always mentioned, mentioned music. music. I don't think we're going to pick a game that has bad music. <laughs> uh, music is just it's just so good. It's just perfect. Uh, and this, this game... It had it had the adventurous that kind of explorative. What, what track did you like? I don't know the names of the music, but or like what <laughs> moments of music did you oh. like? Any and all. That's all so generic, it. but <laughs> what track of music did you like? Rainbow yes. is my favorite color. <laughs> 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 what was your favorite music? Didn't really listen to the music. You say that. You say that every time. <laughs> What the, what's actually uh, popping into my head right now is when you get the first get the caterpillar and then you get the correct button it goes like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I really, it, uh, I like rain that. stick. There's a rain stick sound effect that was used anytime you did like, <coughs> something good, like unlocking something. And there's also the sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Like the pan flute. Isn't that like a generic sailor noise? It's a pan flute. <laughs> and rain sticks. These are cultural instruments. No, no I yeah. mean that specific t- uh, specific notes. I, I've heard that before, I think, in terms of like, sailing, because that's what it reminded me of. The caterpillar reminded me of a boat. <laughs> or I can see that. Oh, that was a great design. It was a, and then it was a sail. Wasn't that a sail? That was no, a, that was a, that was the caterpillar's head. It was a sail. It was a I thought it was a sail. It was a design choice because you could see it over any of the buildings. Yeah, and then when you got close, it, it shrunk. Did it? Yeah, it did. So it was large that. when you were far away, so you could see it, and then when you got closer, it. Oh, shrunk. that's cool. Yeah, hundred percent that. design choice. Hundred percent. Like like I mentioned before, it, it could have been. They didn't even have the noise or it growing. It could have just been the player had to memorize the symbols on the ground and then walk over and mm. press the right one and then walk back. But if you ended now up getting it wrong, that would have just been chaos. You know, one of those moments where, oh, we've sort of ruined the pacing here. We don't want to do that. So you're right on it being just, you know, it's all game design. Yeah. And the <coughs> They also had symbols on all the directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the hitbox said that there are different symbols or said like barely different symbols or vaguely different symbols in the in the hymn box so like he admitted that the symbols were pretty much the same but they were a little bit different i wonder if that was a complaint by one of the playtesters. Like, dude these symbols aren't different enough <laughs> and the symbols don't even re- really matter do they because you can just walk on them and then yeah. oh there's the noise i guess i'll head over i noticed there, there was a <clears throat> the, there were a lot of symbols throughout the game uh just in random Swirlies places yes yeah, swir- yeah yeah um the, the swirl was what opened up the first portal. Yeah. In the uh, Dreamcast logo. Yep. And when you first encounter the frogs and throw them, <laughs> you, can, you can throw it onto the swirly to yeah, get the an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that like that was the first thing that made me think of Chaos <coughs> Labyrinth was the swirly whiteness. Because, like, uh, swirly light up things as labyrinth yeah. sort of designs. Do you think it could this, this could also be hearkening to uh, Jim Henson's Labyrinth? In no way. Oh, no, no. way! What Dude. about the end? The end, though, had that kind of same floaty uh, <clears throat> <laughs> landscape. I, I would respect... No, that's... No, no. Okay. You don't think so. No, right? no. I mean, uh, Do maybe, you think so? Uh, no. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you did, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like bash you, but I think that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> you just said Pan's Labyrinth. And then we're like, God, Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Because you saw it recently. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Have you seen it? No. <clears throat> Not what I was expecting, but weirdly enough, I feel as though I want to watch it again. Weirdly enough. It's as though it's growing on me, even though it didn't grow on me as soon as I, I watched it. It's uh-huh. like, oh, it's all right. And now it's like, wait a minute. I think it's pretty good. It's <laughs> music. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You've already talked about what the the overall message that uh, the stallion kind of wants us to have, correct? Aside from it being just autobiographical, trying to get an insight into his ex- experiences. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about flight. So independence. <laughs> he said, Vander has said that, um, or it's been said of him that this was his first step into creating games for social change mm. and in that first step he was volunteering his own story um but that he's not done in fact i think uh what's what's the company called the, the, the minority 
is making a game about bullying, maybe. Oh, cool. Okay. Like, so social change is the idea, but this was his first step. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it is autobiographical that he wants to um, just tell his story. And in that sense, mission accomplished. We got that. But then, like, there's some statement for social change as well about... This this game? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's an intersection between a passion project and uh, a thing for social change. Um, I thought the intersection was pretty spot on. Well, today I really enjoyed talking about this game. I'm I'm glad that um, Vander brought this story forward to us and put it in such a beautiful game. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I came in not really knowing what to expect because I know that Nathan had played it before. I've been trying to get you two to play this <laughs> for years. <laughs> you finally played it. Yeah. Is that true? Really? I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. It's true. No, I think he has re- mentioned it offhand okay. a few times. And it's huh. just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since 2012. <but> it, <laughs> it's been on my wish list for quite some time. Well, so. it, either way, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like it's... Maybe been overlooked. It is indie, but even for indie, it's been overlooked. Yeah. Because I, um, I really didn't know what it was about, and I came in blown away by it. Mm-hmm. Great game. Beautiful. Yeah, and the quality, like, it's not shabbily made. Like, it's great quality. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, definitely worth the time. And, and uh, indeed, like, it's it just really gracious uh, for Vanders to be able to share that story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I really look forward to whatever else he puts out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to Minority's next game. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if there's anything we've mentioned, articles or movies or otherwise, um, we'll put links where the links are. Uh, other than that, um, really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Hope you'll join us next time. Yep. See ya. Bye-bye.